You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now, your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Tish from ShiningSelf.com. I'm so excited today. My guest lives deep in the corn and soybean fields of central Illinois, Decatur to be exact, right next to the cornfields. She's owner of itsmotherstern.com. Welcome, Elizabeth Hughes Callison. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to have you here with me. And listeners, as always, thank you for being with me too. If you want the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head on over to shiningself.com forward slash E as in Elizabeth, C as in Callison. All right, listeners. Elizabeth and I are going to talk about the topic of self-care. It's a pretty popular topic, especially this time of year with the new year being right here with us. So Elizabeth, I know when we were chatting before you came on with me today, you want to talk to my listeners about the need for self-care. So before we jump into that, Will you just let my listeners know when you're talking about self-care, how do you, like, what's that word, what's that definition mean to you? The definition means to me is come from uh, deep inside me and a long um, search for what my self-care is. But I have found that my self-care can be five or ten minute slots during the day. It doesn't have to be a long having a massage or going to the beauty shop. It just needs time for you to reflect and to breathe deeply and to take some time that is just yours. And away from all of any type of distractions, away from your telephone, away from your computer. And in this day and age, electronics are all over your house. It doesn't matter where you are. There's something in your house that can be a distraction at any time. So I just encourage mothers, especially when they're so busy with children, Um, during the elementary school age, the toddler age, the high school age, and junior high, which is a whole nother topic in some ways. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) um, They find those five minutes or 10 minutes to write out their thoughts, to walk outside and take a deep breath, and look around and be grateful for what they see in their neighborhood. Or if they have a longer period, take a walk, take a walk around the block or drive to a park and spend some time. But no self-care has to be long and it does not have to be indulgent and expensive. And I think for years, I know as I was raising my children, because I'm an empty nester and I'm in my 60s, as I was raising my children, I thought the only way I could get away from them was to go away 
and do something that was expensive. And we didn't always have the money. In fact, we didn't have the money. It wasn't just not always have the money. <laughs> we didn't have the money for me to do those things. Those, um, a massage is nice. Having your hair done, having your nails done, those things are nice. And I'd go rush into the beauty shop and have my hair cut and then rush out. And that would be all that I would do. And I never, I always felt like I was rushing. But all what I had to do was maybe sit in my car for five minutes when I came home and take some deep breaths and just center myself and get ready to walk into the house. Because I worked full time while my kids were growing up and going to school. And I didn't even do that. I was, I pulled into the garage and I was out of that car gathering up my stuff and they'd meet me at the door. And, you know, of course, they'd want to hug me. They'd want to show me what they'd done. They'd want to talk to me. They'd want to play with me. And as they got, as they got older, they didn't want anything to do with me. And I think a mother can become lost at that time. And they become lost in their kids' lives and in their family life. And then they can't be there for their family in the way that they need to be. And it was, took me years. Like I said, I read whatever books were out during the 90s. And there were some good books about taking care of yourself. But it was not a topic that people talked about. Now, I think it's a topic that you see all over. I and agree. It's talked about way more frequently now, which is great than it ever yes. used to be. And yes. Elizabeth, I loved what you said about, you know, it can be something as quick as five to 10 minutes. It's just a matter of getting away from all the distraction to be by yourself. I know for me personally, love my boyfriend dearly, but oh my God, there is a TV in every room of the house. Um, and I'm admitting I do have a TV in here in my home office. Um, it only has like Netflix and Hulu on it, but I'm not a huge TV watcher. So for me, like as soon as he gets home from work, he has to have the TVs on. He's on his phone. So there's noise from his phone. And like the older I get, I'm finding that all that, that noise is it like, agitates and makes me really anxious feeling so and literally if he could have a tv in the bathroom he would but what the reason I was saying that is because for me sometimes it's literally just a matter of getting in my car and running to Walmart whether I have to buy something or not doesn't even matter sometimes I need to just go and walk around to be by myself, which is kind of counterintuitive to what I just said about, you know, all the noise in the house, because Walmart is pretty noisy too. But, you know, I can put in my earbuds if I want to listen to music or something. And then there's other times when it's, I just kind of retreat to my office, shut my door and pull out a book. So I love that you touched on, you know, we can do self-care in little five to 10 increments. And it doesn't have to be big and expensive because I used to fall into that trap too, 
where, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, to be taking care of myself, I have to be forking out, you know, a couple hundred dollars to go have like an all day massage. Granted, massages are nice, like you said, Elizabeth, but the reality is probably a lot of us can't afford to do a regular, you know, monthly massage or something. And I want to move right into talking about self-care being important for our health, Elizabeth. Do you have like a specific moment in time or an incident that happened in your life when you weren't taking care of yourself and you saw how that was affecting yourself and others around you? Yes, I do. And what happened to me was that I was born with congenital heart defects and I always had was always told I had a heart murmur, but it wasn't until after I had my kids that I started having problems. And now this wasn't caused by not taking care of myself, but the fact that I raced from one place to another and had my kids, my kids were busy kids. They wanted to be busy it didn't help the situation. And I ended up in my 40s, in my early 40s, having open heart surgery. And when I had that, I was in the hospital. It was scary. It was scary because my children were young. And that was a point that I realized, it was a turning point for me, that I realized that I had to start I had to start taking care of myself because I wanted to be around when they graduated from high school. That was the only thing at that point in time that I could think of. Just let me watch them graduate from high school. Let me see them start being adults. Well, I've gotten so many more years than that. I've gotten 10 years past or over 10 years past um, them graduating from high school. But the fact was, was that I knew I had to take care of myself. I knew I had to rest because I, I have still have heart, a heart condition and I have pace, a pacemaker and I'm also diabetic. And a lot of that just, well, it wears me out. That's, that's what I want to say is how it just wears me out but I didn't listen to my body. I still didn't listen to my body. And it took me probably another seven to eight years after my open heart surgery until I started thinking, you know, this, it's time. It's time for me to start looking for how I could take care of myself. And that was when I started realizing it didn't have to be going away for a weekend. Oh, there have been times when that sure would have been nice <laughs> <to go laughs> for my whole family for a weekend. Um, but it didn't have to be that. I, if I could just get away, if I could go in my bedroom and close the door and read, be away from, from the TV blaring, be away from cell phones as they were becoming, as we were starting to have the smartphones and you're on the phone all the time. My kids were 
just constantly on the phone. And now I'm like you, my husband is the same. You know, we have a TV in every room. <laughs> it's gotta we be a man thing. Phone. I mean, come yeah. on, let's just admit it. Yes. And you know, I um, but I find that if I go out on the deck, on our deck and just sit, there might be a lot of noise out in the neighborhood, but it's so soothing to me. If I get in the car and like you said, drive to Walmart or drive to the store and I don't have to buy anything, but just walk around, that's a different, I've gotten away. I've gotten away from what's going on in the house. Yes. And it is, it is so much better for me. And I really work at trying to, I, I will tell people that they need to schedule it on their calendar. What they need to do is make sure that each day they have a time that they're going to take for themselves. And I'm not always, I don't actually write it on my calendar, but I work real hard at taking that time because I know that when my husband gets home at night, we're going to be doing things. He's going to be on the computer and we share an office. I mean, he's here in my office, so his computer is going loud with music. Even if he puts his headphones on, he'll be singing at the top of his lungs. And I just sometimes want to strangle him. But, <laughs> you know, I, I have to go. I, I'll have to leave and I'll go do something else because I've been in a quiet house all day now. And that's that I've gotten used to. So if my whole family's here, you know, sometimes I'm ready for them to quiet down or I'm ready for them to go home <laughs> to their house. But, I can relate. But when, um, but when the kids were teenagers and coming in and out, I thought there were times when I thought I was going crazy. Why are they bothering me so much? And it was because I wasn't taking any time to just be by myself and reflect. I'm a big person on journaling too. I do a lot of journaling and I start off every day with gratitude. I write down five things I'm grateful for. And let me tell you, that's not always easy. <laughs> you can't, sometimes it's just really mundane things, you know, that you just obviously are grateful for, like that you woke up, that the sun's shining or it's not shining. The other day I couldn't think of anything and I um, said, well, I guess I'm grateful for the cloudy skies because they make me humble. And that that's was, one. that's what I wrote down. <laughs> but I also write out my thoughts and that really helps me. I love that you mentioned journaling, Elizabeth, because I'm a huge journaling fanatic um, myself. While I don't do it as often as I used to, journaling and getting stuff out of my head, I've also done, you know, the gratitude journaling, which I should get back into because I did really enjoy doing that. Um, I, you know, journaling and just getting that stuff out of my head has really helped. Sometimes that's all I needed was just to write something down to get it out of my head. Um, and I wanted to mention, I'm thankful that you made it through your open heart surgery and have exceeded, you know, 
years of your children graduating because I enjoy having you in my life. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I enjoy, I've enjoyed so much getting to know you. And it's really been, it's really been nice. And now that you live out near um, where my daughter lives, I look forward to us meeting in person. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so Elizabeth, um, another thing that I jotted down that you said was schedule that, you said schedule it on your calendar and make sure to take that time each day. Yes. I'm so guilty of this. I can talk and talk about self-care and I've had so much health stuff going on since, well, everything started like in November and it's just kind of escalated. So the last several months, um, now I'm at the point in my life where literally it's life or death. I mean, I suffered a mild heart attack that suddenly, you know, kind of is like a very sobering wake up call and self-care is now, you know, it has to be a priority for me. And um, even more so aside from being aware of foods that I'm, you know, putting into my body, the self-care for me has to be about, you know, the doctors and I were talking about my lack of sleep. That's not good for my heart. Um, all the anxiety and the stress. I've always been a worrier since I was a little kid. So this is nothing new. Um, just, you know, all that stuff is silently killing me is what's happening. So I'm now being forced, literally, if I want to, you know, save my life. <laughs> um, and I don't mean to sound like I'm joking about that because it's not funny, but it's just to the point where I have to remember to put myself first and make self-care a priority. And that's going to mean I have to start getting regular sleep at night. So Elizabeth, let's move into talking about how important a nighttime routine is for self-care. Because I know you had mentioned that's one of the topics you could touch on also. Yes, yes, a nighttime routine. That took me a little bit longer to figure out how much sleep deprivation was taking away minutes of my life. And I was always tired. I was exhausted. And I knew I wasn't getting enough sleep. And I had to work. I've worked real hard on that one, too. I've worked hard in so many areas. But when the doctors told me that they wanted to test me for um, to see if I was breathing okay at night, to make sure I what didn't stop breathing and wanted me to wear possibly wear a CPAC at night, um, that was a wake up call for me. Well, all of that turned out fine, and I was I didn't show any signs of sleep apnea. But I knew that was a wake-up call, and that was sobering for me. I realized that I needed to um, get a good routine going. So I do a workshop now, design a nighttime routine for a happier, healthier, for a happy, healthier you. And I teach mothers and women how to shut themselves off at night so they can start winding down, be there for their families, and get a good sleep. 
that doesn't mean you're going to sleep all night long. I mean, you, you might wake up, you know, because I, I wake up periodically during the night. Most I go back to sleep and I'm, I'm able to, and I, I just want to say, I'm really glad that you did survive your mild heart attack. And I, and I'm sorry to hear that you had. Thank you. But hope, hopefully the doctors can help you come up with some, some solutions to get you. And hopefully you can figure out how to sleep and take care of yourself because that is really, we can't push ourselves 24 hours a day. Exactly. And that's, you know, I often would find myself burning the candle at both ends of the stick. And it's not even like my child is 21. So it's not even like I have, you know, little kids at home that are requiring my attention. So it's just my own doing, you know, that I would not sleep at night. So I would be up late and then I would sleep, you know, for a couple hours here and there. So I am doing all the things that the doctor has told me because it literally scared me shitless. Yes. Um, yes. And maybe that's what I needed. Maybe that was, you know, that little tap from God telling me, Hey, it's time to, you know, wake up. You're not getting any younger. It's time to take care of you. Um, which unfortunately I don't like that it took something as severe as that. But again, it takes what it takes for us to, you know, come to terms with where we're at in our own journeys. So I love, you know, that you're talking about a nighttime routine, being able to, um, for me, like, I can't shut my brain off at night. That's one of my biggest problems with sleeping at night. I, it's like during the day, if I am, you know, working on client projects or working on my shining self stuff, um, doing interviews like this with you, Elizabeth, I'm not thinking about like a lot of the personal things. Well, I'll just say it financial obligations that I have, but the minute I lay my head on that pillow, boom, all boom. those obligations that I have instantly come to my mind and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's such a heavy burden. Um, like the situation that I'm in and I'm not going to go in, you know, to all that right now, I might share that story, um, in a, in an episode in the future, but I, that's my biggest thing, like just being able to turn my brain off at night. So if I have any listeners that are, you know, shaking their heads like, yes, I can relate to that. I can't turn my brain off at night. Elizabeth, do you have one or two pointers that you could tell me and my listeners that would maybe help us start to unwind and turn our brains off at night? What, what I found that has worked for me, um, because my, I said that I, I said I was finally hip, that God finally took out the two by four to hit me on the head with a two by four. That's the only way he could get me to listen. And I felt that the only way he could get me to listen was wake me up at three o'clock every morning because that was when I'd wake up and my mind would just be circling with everything. But now I completely shut off everything. And my time is, is between 6.30 and seven o'clock. 
and I completely relax and I just spend time with my husband and yes, his phone will be beeping and yes, we'll have the TV on, but we talk and spend time and I'm done working. I am not a morning person. I still cannot get up early in the morning, but I can get up better and I sleep better. And I also, I do a meditation at night that helps me with my breathing to just start relaxing me. I also like to read. Um, I like to read all different types of dinners as far as books go. So I usually have just a romantic novel and I call them my mindless novels. Because <laughs> they're, they're not hard to read. You can go through them quickly and you don't, they, they take your mind off of everything else. I also always have a pad of paper by my bed that I write down what's going through my mind. And I, I do some essential oils. I have a lavender in a, a diffuser that's right by my bed. And I put lavender on my wrist, um, lavender oil. And um, I sleep better now, but mm -hmm. I've had to make a conscientious effort to do that. I, I bought, this Christmas we bought new pillows, my husband and I. And that sounds like that was our Christmas gift. And that is funny. We bought expensive pillows off the internet and they're, they don't get hot. They're cooling pillows and they have different layers of firmness. And I need a real firm pillow. And that pillow has made a difference. The mattress, we bought a new mattress several years ago and it was more than time to get a new mattress. Now, those things you can't always afford, but those are things that you can make up. You can, can get yourself a really firm pillow, even if you have to, to change it often because it's not real expensive. But how your bed feels to you is, is really important in trying to get comfortable enough. If your bed's not comfortable, you're not going to be able to sleep on. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can so relate to that. I never realized the importance of a comfortable bed until I moved from Michigan out here to the West Coast and the boyfriend and I bought a bed and it was expensive. The thought of the amount of money that we spent on this bed wanted to make me throw up, but that amount of money that we spent on that bed has just, I mean, he sleeps wonderful. So, you know, it literally has paid for him to be able to get, you know, the night's sleeps and the nights that I do sleep really good, that bad, I'm like, okay, well, I totally get it. Why people say that when it comes to a bad, you get what you pay for. And that that's really important. So I'm glad that you touched on that, Elizabeth, because that is part of our self-care. Um, and like you said, you know, it's not always possible to buy a new bed or really expensive pillows, but there are things you can do. You know, there's mattress toppers that you can try. You can get some fairly inexpensive ones at like Walmart or Target or stores like that. Um, so it is important to pay attention to, you know, what you're sleeping on at night. 
And I also loved that you said, you know, you start your downtime routine from like 6.30 to 7 at night. Because I think for me personally, one of the problems is I don't have that downtime routine at night. So I literally will go from 90% of the time I'm on the computer before I go to bed. So I will go from being on my computer into bed and the boyfriend falls asleep with the TV on. So the TV is on when I get in there. So I'm still, you know, being distracted from the bright light of the computer. Then I get into bed and the bright light of the TV. So I think, you know, my golden nugget and takeaway from what you and I have been chatting about, Elizabeth, is that nighttime routine is going to be really important for me now at night. So instead of, yeah, so instead of going directly from the computer to the bedroom, you know, I'm going to get off the computer and I'm going to just start out with 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to try a meditation or pick up a book. And then when I go into the bedroom, I'm going to shut the TV off and then go to bed. Yes. And you know, if you just start with, with 10 minutes or 15 minutes that's how that's how i started i just started and i'll tell you where when i realized that what was making me not sleep well um well there was a lot i mean my mind was always going and it it just didn't shut up you know (laughs) it always had something (laughs) but i work for not for profits in the not-for-profit sector for years and one of the last clients I had they the board president and the program um, director and I was the financial I did all their financial stuff they decided they wanted to write a grant and they decided at 11 o'clock one night that it was they, they found the grant they wanted to write. And for four nights, I was up from 11 to 1 o'clock wow. in the morning on the computer, doing figures, researching things, because that was when they, they, that's when they get their, their inspiration to do things. That was their time. But it wasn't a good time for me. Now, I could do things, and I, I like being up at night, but not like that. I had the bright lights of the computer on. My mind was doing figures, was researching products on the Internet, researching different types of, of all sorts of things for this grant. And for four nights, we wrote from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And then I had other clients I had to get up and service the next morning. And all at once it hit me that last night, this is absolutely absurd that you were doing this. This isn't helping you at all. And I, I told them I could do no more. That if um, they wanted to, I, it was not going to be an easy client if I was going to lose them because they were one of my main main ones at that time but I the the good thing was I didn't lose them they just changed to my time when I could do it which was the middle of the day and see that's really important too because what you did there is also a part of self-care you set a healthy boundary 
you were burning the candle at both ends of the stick for those four nights and you realized I can't do this. This is not good for me. And you let them know that. So kudos to you for, you know, realizing, hey, I can't do this. This is not in honor of me and my self-care and, you know, it's not making me feel good. So I think that's really, you know, great that you noticed that. Well, Elizabeth, this has been wonderful. I've enjoyed chatting with you so much. Again, I just want to thank you for being here. Listeners, thank you for being here. Um, if you want the, uh, the show notes from today, don't forget to head over to shiningself.com forward slash E as in Elizabeth, C as in Callison. And Elizabeth, before we hang up, is there any other takeaway or key point that you would like our listeners to know? I just want, I just want all women and all mothers just to always remember that they've got to put themselves first that generations didn't for years. And it's time now to put ourselves first so that we can take care of our families. Yes, I love that. And that was super powerful. And I love that that's how we're ending the call. Again, thank you so much listeners. And thank you so much, Elizabeth, for taking time out of your day to be here with me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tisha. I've enjoyed this very much. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.